Mm, that was good. I heard a pop. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hold on. Wait for it. Oh, fuck. Butterfingers. <laughs> This is the Dark Side Records and Gallery Podcast. Is that a thing? Is that like a common chip? In a the Pringle thing? it is. Once you pop, you can't stop. I guess I never associated that with the actual sound of popping. Me that, either. That that was the, what they were referring to was the... The popping of the can. Yeah. I just, what I do is I just squeeze the tube as hard as I can until they all the pop goes off and they was flying everywhere. You gotta crush your chip. <laughs> Look, uh, that's how I like my chips. Would you like a chip? Sure. Let me get in on this some crunching action. All right. <laughs> so anyway, this is almost quadraphonic crunching. If Daryl would crunch, I don't have anything to crunch. Could this be the intro? Is a new low for the podcast, and we say that every podcast. Burgers <laughs> die. <laughs> Remember how we want to sell advertising space in this podcast? <laughs> We're totally doing an ad for Pringles right now. Yeah, Dark Side Podcast brought to you by Pr- Pringles. Pringles, give us your money. I think there's a Lay's company, isn't it? No, no. No, Lays. it's not. No. It's, um, Lay's has their own Pringle alternative. Oh. Pringles is Pringles. There's no parent company on here. Yeah. There is some kind of uh, Hasidic... Yeah, I was. They're kosher. kosher. It's kosher. They're kosher. Oh, they're kosher. Okay, they're not ISIS. Not Did you ISIS. know that um, in <laughs> yeah. Spanish, the first ingredient is papas so de hidratas? Has it ever yep, not going to be too soon for ISIS jokes? I feel like they're always doing some. The I just want to point. Up. I just want to point out you confused Hebrew kosher with ISIS. I can't read this. That means it's ISIS. I, I the got, microphone is almost in your mouth as you're chewing. <laughs> you know who we should get to sponsor this podcast? The company that makes the pop filters. Mm. To sponsor this mm. podcast. So, welcome to the Dark Side Wel- Podcast. <laughs> welcome. Welcome all. I just said that. This is episode six. We had attempted to do this one, uh, what, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yeah, and but, uh, fuck, snow. Fuck the snow, yeah. Snow happened. Exactly. As did just about everything else that got canceled over those two weeks if you lived in pretty much anywhere in New York State. Or in Boston. True. Boston got just right in the butt. Snow in the butt. Snow sodomy. It was mm-hmm. yeah. it's disgusting. Yep. I thought that was the official uh, headline in the Boston Herald. I, I yeah, saw that. Snow I sodomy. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. It said cake and snow <laughs> snotomy. <laughs> snotomy. I can't even <laughs> Yep, news headline. Boston sodomized by winter storm. Which one was that? Octavia? Something like that. Yeah. Nigel. Yeah. Methuselah. I Nigel. I like that you're going not back. Methuselah. Methuselah was last week. I like that you're going backwards in letters. You went <laughs> O, N, and then M. Yeah. Well, because I was going backwards in storms, and they go alphabetically. And then Lazarus. That was actually one of them. Really? Yes. It's a good one. It's a good, that is, that it's is good a storm good name. Lazarus yeah. is, yeah, it's the universal name for things that are terrifying. Like Nigel? Not that good. Not a very good storm no, name. No. I like my storm name Strong. Yeah. You know, intimidating. Yeah. Like you like your women? Damn straight. <laughs> Damn straight. Mm. So uh, the topic for this week, which if you've been paying attention to our podcasts... If you remember the last episode a month ago... More than a month More ago. More than a month ago. A month point. and a half, really. Holy shit. Yeah. It's been a while. We're awful. No, Lazarus the was snow awful. is awful. Nigel, Laz- Methuselah record, was awful. I also want to point out, I was actually on the way here during the snowfall and then got the call saying it was kiboshed and we were not doing the podcast. Well, that was my fault. It was my fault. I was at the store and it looked shitty and I you know, had to drive home and I was... Uh, sure, you do live the furthest away of everyone here. I was slightly concerned. I was concerned. And I'm not, uh, I'm not opposed to driving in the snow, but I was concerned in this case. Because well, it's also not your regular car, not so you don't have the car. familiarity with uh, emergency procedures. Correct. And the ejector seat isn't installed yet. <laughs> the ejaculatory seat is not installed. <laughs> right. so, I, I feel like those are two different seats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What were we talking about? I think that's every seat, as long as you can sit. <laughs> that's true. Usually. And sometimes if you stand. Uh, so anyway, so we're a little late. But didn't we determine last time that Birdo's mic is the one that picks up everything? No, no, it's, J- it's the 57. It's mine, yeah. Oh, I can hear the TV, like, crystal clear. We're going to have to pay royalties now. Shit. Yeah, no, but when he edited it, we couldn't hear, really hear much That's true. Anything. Yeah, he fixed it. Because I assume he cuts out your mic, except when you're talking. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Were you in the last podcast? I don't remember. He might just cut out your mic altogether. <laughs> That's fine. You got the Birdo treatment. I'm just getting the tax right off of this being up here. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. So, uh, the topic for this week's podcast... 
Frequency of bowel movements. Now I'm told. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a two time a dayer. All right. So Twice anyway. So what is the topic? I double dip. I believe the topic. This. <laughs> I don't think that's the phrasing. That's that. <laughs> no. No. It is the phrase that pays. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Daryl, I believe the topic is uh, live shows, live concerts. What about them? They happen. They do happen. They do happen. Time. Every once in a while, they're uh, significant. I've been to at least one live show. Good. At least one. Okay. I'm struggling to think of one that I've been to. I've never been to a live show. Mm -hmm. Cats doesn't count. Oh. (laughs) Well, then I have very little to contribute. I also saw Carmen when I was in like seventh grade. Oh, okay. That's a nice one. I like Carmen. You like Carmen? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. I've seen Annie. Okay. Really? Yeah. I, I saw, saw Proctors. I saw Les Mis. Oh, okay. I've seen Les, Les Mis. Mis. Cool. Yeah, I saw one. Phantom, of course. Phantom I love. I, that's yeah, my Phantom. favorite. Uh, I've never seen Phantom. You've never a, seen Phantom? It's good. Berto had a wicked phase at one point. Ooh. That doesn't surprise I, me. Okay, hold on. <laughs> to be clear, it wasn't a phase. I went and saw Wicked, <laughs> well, and then Tressa you, like thought no. I was her bosom buddy. Now, wait. And then I bought the soundtrack, and then I bought the t-shirt. I used to have the soundtrack, and every time I got in his car that I didn't have a fucking t-shirt. Do you guys... Did you see the South Park episode about um, mm-hmm. Broadway mm-hmm. musicals where basically it, it turns out that there's so much subtext in the Broadway musicals that it's just something guys take their women because they'll get a blowjob? Oh, afterwards. yeah. I remember that one. Uh, oh, okay. That's not entirely untrue in my experience. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I saw... Did not happen to me during Carmen. I think I went on a sixth grade trip and there was a play involved. I can't remember the play, though. That's a good story. story. That's a good good one. I feel like that was my Carmen experience. I I want to say it was in probably like ninth grade, and we went to SUNY Purchase Hmm. to see it. Okay. And that was like my first experience going to a college campus as well. Mine was Ragtime. That's what it was. Mm. Ragtime. That's an interesting show to see. It's a menstruation show. (laughs) 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 All right. So we've now offended. Well, I mean, what... What percentage of our listener base is female? Five percent. Uh, if we have 50? five yeah. listeners, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've offended half of our people already. That's true. Uh, so anyway, live shows, significant ones in our lives, exceptional ones, or even yeah. just good stories. I mean, I can honestly say almost almost every time Justin and I go to a concert together, there is some sort of incident that occurs. <laughs> yep. You probably shouldn't advertise that. That's not it's a good thing. Not really in a negative way. Not like always a, in a negative way. There's always an incident. A spaghetti well, incident. The cops are involved. I mean, Hookers. there was the uh, the train in the in the blizzard. The redhead. There were <laughs> happy hand jobs. <laughs> that was a fine incident. I was good with that. Uh, the trampling. That was the same incident. That was the same incident. <laughs> I like how it's just the most vague thing, the trampling. Well, I mean, we'll get to that. I think, I think we're going to get to all these. I mean, I, I have a couple good stories. Uh, like, I got backstage passes to meet Pantera. Uh, I saw Mr. Bungle during a snowstorm at the you, Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Do with, you call them Pantera or Pantura? I've never heard Pantura. I thought that's what I you feel, said. I feel like what? I need to take it back on the tape because I don't... What, what, Pantera. Okay. All right. Pantura? Just, yeah, I thought you guys swore you said Pantura, and I was really confused. That was the tour where Pantera and Sepultura were together. <laughs> oh, Pantura. I wish I was at that tour. That, that, that would have been an awesome tour. tour. Yeah. I would, yeah, I'm sure that, that happened, for the record. I'm certain that happened. All right, so who wants to start? Uh, well, you kind of already did with your Pantera story. Yeah, you might as well get My it out Pantera of the way. Story? Pantera, Pantera. Well, I guess if we're talking about significant shows that... Uh, your, your Panera story. <laughs> I got these backstage passes to go to Panera Bread, man. I fucking watched him make the soup. And then this homeless guy stripped tea in the bathroom. I'm so sick. I got free green tea. Oh, shit. Uh, I'll, I'll do my best to give the abridged version, which is that... Don't, uh, <laughs> don't fucking touch me. <laughs> Justin's playing footsie over here. Aaron, come play footsie with Justin. He's going all footsie crazy. All right, so uh, so uh, many moons ago, when I was a young uh, new metal listening lad with probably terrible, really baggy pants. New metal as an NU. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So Pantera was playing the Civic Center, and they came into town the night before. And the night before, they went to whatever that bar is in Poughkeepsie that's on the street that the Civic Center is on, like a couple blocks over, like just past uh, Hatter, like Hatters. 
Maybe it's the Mad Hatter. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't I know. I think that changed names. I had a friend who uh, peed on the sidewalk outside Mad Hatter's. Oh, good story. Jesus Christ. Cool. Yeah, no, she was, uh, she was a slap mess. Oh, okay. Should I cut that part out or should I leave that in? <laughs> I don't think she listened. I haven't spoken to her in years. Okay, okay. I'll leave it in. I've got uh, the picture for the podcast. <laughs> Yes. There, there was no picture. That, uh, a bunch of us formed a wall so okay. she would not be seen from the street. So uh, so they the night before the show, they were in Poughkeepsie and they were at the Mad Hatter. And a friend of mine, who is a girl and a, you know, good-looking girl, was there and apparently was partying with them at the bar. And they gave her two backstage passes. You know, one for her and, you know, and a friend. You know. Okay. Okay. And uh, the only part that but I mainly for her. And a friend. I'm okay. doing air quotes when I say that, by the way. A friend. Yeah. And uh, so the pinnacle of this story or the, the main point of the story is that she calls me and she picks up the phone. And she goes, hey, do you like Pantana? <laughs> and I go, uh, do you mean Pantera? She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, they're here and they're at the bar and you should come hang out with us. And I like immediately, you know. Was, I think it was at like 2 in the morning. I just threw on clothes, and I drove down to the bar, and they had already left at this point, and only she was left at the bar. And she was like, yeah, they left, but listen, they gave these two backstage passes, and I don't really know who they are, so here, you just have them, and you can just... So anyway, so she uh, she gave me these backstage passes, and the show was the next night, and it was with Morbid Angel and Soulfly at the Civic Center. And, uh, oh, God. So it, basically, the story is this sort of terrible, embarrassing thing where I got backstage passes, and I went backstage, and... Me and my friend Mike, actually. Can we call him Mike X? <laughs> we can. You can. You certainly can. And so we went, and we were hanging out backstage, and all I remember is, uh, like, they're just, you know, people walking around and talking, and then all of a sudden, like, out of this hallway, Vinnie Paul comes around the corner with, like, a tray, and the tray is full of shots. And he goes... <laughs> <gonna say> sausage. <laughs> He's like, who's ready for my dick? (laughs) He comes around, I've got some brats for you. So he's got a tray of shots, and he walks around, he's like, shots? And I remember he walked right up to me and Mike, and, you know, we kind of gave him this look, like this, you know, excited, you know, I'm sure, like, deer in headlights look. I remember him looking right at me and going, nope. And then moving (laughs) on (laughs) and giving shots to everybody else. You are not who I gave these passes to, is what that... That face said. And that's basically the thing I, like, slowly came to realize is that no one gave a shit about me and Mike being down there because they were expecting two drunk college-age girls to show up, and we were the polar opposite of that. I can picture you, like, in some of the these prepubescent pictures I've seen with that awkward smile on, so he's coming up and you're like... Exactly. We're not worthy. <laughs> That's exactly We're what happened. We're not worthy. <laughs> Dick in his left hand. Reaching for the shot with the right. Oh, my God. You're in Pantana, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the irony of the whole thing is that the time, the whole time that we were backstage, everyone else from all the bands, with the exception of Vinnie Paul and I want to say the bass player for Soulfly at the time, Marcelo, everyone else was doing an autograph session in a different room. So we didn't even get to see nor meet them in, at all. Like Dimebag and Phil and Max Cavalera and whoever the fucking guys are from Morbid Angel. They were all somewhere else. So it was like this thing where I showed up. I stood in an empty room full of strangers. And then I just fucking left. And that was my sweet backstage of Pantera story. Wasted opportunities. Oh, you don't, dude, you don't even know. But it's funny. I uh, Similar to that backstage pass story, um, several years ago... Third Eye Blind played on Marist campus. Are you? I remember that. This isn't because it's a great concert or anything like that, but it's a funny story. I remember that. Um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine. She can like she just kind of happened to. I was hanging out with her that afternoon, and we were going to the concert, and so she came with us. And they were basically the roadies were going out through the crowd, handing out backstage passes Mm -hmm. to all the college girls. And basically, I was told because my friend was one of them who received such a pass, and it was just like a receiving line. So what's-his-face could figure out so who would fuck him backstage. Gross. She didn't even know who Third Eye Blonde was. She was, she was like your, oh. the bar, your bar friend. Who's Pantana like, I don't friend. even know. Pantana, yeah. It's like, Third Eye what? <laughs> Let me go back here. It was... Stefan Jessup. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't actually a good concert story. I have a sort of backstage story. I uh, once ran a an autograph signing for Coheed and Cambria backstage at Northern Lights, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a big line. You had to buy the CD to to meet them, and they signed it. And 
So afterwards, and everybody's finally gone, you know, I I was a fan, so I said hi, and we're kind of talking for a minute. And I told a story about being trampled at a Coheed show by friends of Travis Stevers. And so Travis was like, he was like, oh my god, this ruined my whole night. I like, I feel so bad. And then uh, uh, Mike, the bass player who went on to rob a pharmacy. Oh, I remember oh. that. Can we call him Mike X? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy I brought, by the way. Same one. Yeah. He's like, I, I, part of my story is like, and like, you know, I'm a big guy, but these guys are even bigger than me. And my, Mike was like, oh yeah, they were bigger than you? And I looked at him like, why be the dick, bro? <laughs> Did he call you fat? No, I was to saying, his face. I was like, you know, I, I said, I'm a big guy, but these guys, like, they just pushed me right over. And he's like, oh yeah, you're a big guy? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't say anything, but I was in my head. I was like, "Fuck you!" Like, hey, man, where's your hand grenade? Uh, I don't get that one. Didn't he rob the place with a hand grenade? Didn't he claim he had a hand grenade in his pocket? That seems like a terrible thing to rob a store with. And he didn't actually have terrible. one, but like he Give said, me the money. "Like I have a hand grenade in my pocket." I could have sworn it Does was it a grenade. Re- yeah, I think you're right, but doesn't it just remind you of uh, Steve Carell and Anchorman, where he's running yeah. around the fight with a <laughs> <the> grenade? <laughs> oh boy! Hmm. And now they got a bass player from. Highland or something like that. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, Josh Eppard, I think, is a Kingston guy. Josh Eppard from the band Three. He was in the band Three at some point. Joey Eppard. Well, they're brothers. Josh was in Three for a while. He's no longer in Three. He was in the formative days of Three. Okay. I know he went on to make Weird Science. This is an entire podcast where we list the TV show. Kind of random musicians and all the projects they've been involved in. If we want to get some backstage stuff out of the way... The only real backstage story that I have that means anything to me now was when Death Clock and Mastodon toured together. Mm-hmm. And a friend from work, her husband, was running the soundboard for Death Clock. Uh, he had met them when they toured with Chimera. He's like, hey, you guys want to come? So, okay, that's cool. So we got to go watch the show from the soundboard, which was really cool. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, did you want to come backstage and meet them? And I've been a fan of Brendan Small in various forms for years. And I kind of went like, yeah, okay. Uh, and I'm a socially awkward person at times. <laughs> and I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah, well, I, I play it off a lot, but, you know, I go home and curl up in the corner and cry. But uh, we went backstage, and not only am I meeting Death Clock, which is Brendan Small, Gene Hoagland from mm-hmm. Strapping Young mm-hmm. Lad, mm-hmm. and his 50,000 other projects, uh, Mike Canali, who played guitar with Frank Zappa, and oh man, now the bass player's name Brian. Oh man, I forget his name, but he he played with a bunch of people as well. So we're meeting them, and they're all super nice. And Brendan Small is just as awkward as I am. He just kind of like doesn't want to talk to anybody, and he's kinda, like he's not rude. He's like, oh hi, but he just wants to go by himself. And as we're standing there talking. And Gene Hoagland comes over and talked to him for a couple of minutes, and it was a Sunday, and he was like, don't tell me the score of the Giants game. Just don't tell me the score of the Giants game, and it's cool. And I'm like, well, they don't tell me the score. Okay. We talked to him, and all of a sudden, there goes, like, Mastodon walking by. And this was right in the Crack the Sky tour when mm-hmm. they were the biggest thing on earth. And Brent goes, like, running by. He has to go out and smoke. All the, the other guys stopped, signed autographs for 50 to 100 people, took pictures with everybody. They were all super cool, and then it was like, hey, guys, where's Brent? I don't know. He's out there somewhere doing something. It was cool. It's a good time. We saw them like we saw them in Albany, and then we went to the city and saw them like two nights later. And uh, yeah, I was, was cool. at the same shows. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good shows. Not behind the soundboard, but I was there. Good shows. Very good shows. In fact, that's actually the first time I've ever gotten my ass kicked in a pit was during Death Clock at that show. Like, uh, genuinely, like, just trounced and punched in the back of the head by some dude and laid out on the floor was during Death Clock. I don't even know how they pulled off that show, like, doing that live. And at the Albany show, actually, uh, what what was his name? John? John Winters. John yeah, Winters John is his name. Right. He, was, uh, he was kind of chatting with us. When he was supposed to be like queuing up this thing for the next song, and Brendan Small kind of on stage kind of went like, "Whenever you're ready, man." <laughs> we were like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, <shit>. sorry." <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a good experience, and it was one of those things like I don't get to go backstage. It's not something I get to do. Like I always work shows 
before and you know you yeah, don't go backstage you just you help run a line exactly you run a line and you know you can say hi and whatever but this was the first time i actually like got a somewhat meaningful experience after mm-hmm. a show i did a line with uh, an autograph signing with wayne static from after a static x show rest in peace <laughs> he was the shortest guy he is it's the hair it's that the makes hair, him look yeah. yeah in the platform shoes and then he stood next to me and i'm i'm like six foot and he was maybe to, it felt like he was like to my elbow is how tall it was <laughs> I just have to interject this. We did a show at um, SPAC, and w- I don't remember what show it was, but Stained was playing, <laughs> and Mike was there, and we were doing a, an autograph signing. Mike X? We could call him Mike X. <laughs> we were doing an autograph signing with Stained, and he was like Aaron Lewis fanboy. Like, he, the second... We he knew we were doing a signing. He's like, I have to work that. I have to do the signing. I'll stand behind the table with them. Like, okay. It's been a while since I saw. <laughs> it's been a while since I saw. <laughs> st- so they get <laughs> done, and whoever was running the signing with us was kind of like, "Hey, do you mind if we get a picture?" And Mike like jumped into the picture and was like hanging from the tent, and he's like, "Can I get in the picture too?" And Aaron Lewis looks up at me, and the other girl goes, "Uh." Is he special? <laughs> and we walked away. We're like, Mike, you're such an idiot. He's like, oh, what? Did he ask if I thought I was special? Like, no, he asked if you were special. <laughs> that wasn't the same show I was at with um, Offspring and... It was an all-day thing. Yeah, I don't remember now. Like, I swore I worked at least one or two with you. With it was, I mean, All I remember is Offspring played and a bunch of other people. It was like... Uh, Hailstorm, that was one of the bands. Oh, because Hailstorm came to our tent at the end of the night, and the girl sang for Elaine, and Elaine was like, oh my god, you're so talented! <laughs> <laughs> I think the three of us had left at that point, and that was the first time I ever had a Doughboy. Doughboy. Is that like a Blumpkin? It's it's sort of like a Blumpkin, they only it tastes a lot better. <laughs> okay, good. Oh boy. For anyway. Who? Did I call her my friend? Yeah, when you told the story. Yes. No, I think I said someone I worked with. You guys are clearly not friends. She used to text me all the time. Really? Yeah. You know where that leads to. I, mm-hmm. I absolutely wanted to bone her. I don't know why. <laughs> you don't know why? You're yeah. painting a terrible picture right now for me. I just want to put that out. I'm I picturing was, Linda Richmond from Saturday Night Live. I was, oh, yeah, something similar, a yeah. little bit. Whatever happened to her? Didn't she go to, like, Syracuse or something like that? Rochester. The old lady from Something About Mary? She took over the store in Rochester. <laughs> Why are we talking, we don't need to talk <laughs> yeah, about this? I don't know what the fuck yeah. is going on right now. <laughs> I like that none of our stories thus far have to, had to do with us going with to, like, concert. a concert that <laughs> changed our lives. Okay, what, what was everyone's first concert? Like, well, first concert but, you yeah, wanted to go to or first concert you went to? Because mine are For, different. Um, I, I don't know, know if mine mean. are that. Different. I mean, the first like one you made a conscious choice. Like, I want tickets to see this. Okay, well, that's different then. Family yeah. Values Tour, nineteen ninety eight. Corn, Limp Biscuit, Rammstein. Okay. Incubus opened. We talked about this the other day, didn't mm-hmm. we? When uh, New Skin was their their big single. That was my that was my first real show where it was like me and a bunch of friends went, and there was no parents involved and no siblings. It was just that was the first show. I think even I've talked about mine on this podcast. Mine was the Meat Puppets at Rye oh, Playland. Yeah. Yep. Some free shows. Oh, yeah, did. Rye Playland. Like at the peak of their grunge days. Oh, yeah, days. Rye Playland. Mine was Aerosmith. It wasn't 90s Joel? It wasn't 90s Joel. <laughs> I, I, the only time I've seen Billy Joel live was with one of the Elton John tours. I remember that. You went to the Pepsi. I did. I went to the Pepsi. I went to the Pepsi. I think mine was the first one I like consciously wanted to go to was Weezer at the RPI Fieldhouse. Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. That's correct. That's the one. So what was what was a, a show that we went to? Didn't go backstage, weren't working, just that we went to as pure music lovers. I have two. Ooh. Two that come to mind. And one is significant because it has formed a habit for me. Um, I don't know how you guys feel. I, th- I think you guys are the same. When you go to a show, I want to be there when the doors open because I don't want to miss anything. Agreed. I think so, I used to be that way. You used to be that way? Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. Now, sometimes I don't care as much. Well, and I think it all—it also depends on what kind of shows you're going to. True. So, I was going to see Catatonia. It was at The Chance, September 8th, 2007. Wow. I'll never forget that date. Yeah. Uh, and the opening bands were... It was Scar Symmetry, and the opening opening band was a band I'd never heard of called Swallow the Sun. And I kind of went like, oh, well, let me go early and uh, see what's going on with this Swallow the Sun band. So we got there when the doors opened. The place was like, I don't know, a third full. 
and Swallow the Sun comes on stage. I'd never heard a note of them before. And they hit the first chord, and I like kind of felt the hair on my arm stand up. And their keyboard player looked like a smaller version of James Hetfield. He had like the mustache and everything. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> except he didn't sing. He didn't. He didn't have a mic. Thank God. They're like a, a death doom band. A lot of growling, but clean singing and whatever. But within the first song, I was like their biggest fan. Their album Hope had just come out, and it was just one of the most incredible performances. And the thing I took away from it, the lead singer would do this thing where he'd come up to the mic, and he's like a small guy, kind of thin. He's wearing like a knit hat, but he comes up to the mic, and he would just lay out these insane growls. And then he would turn away from the mic and walk back towards the drum riser to get a drink. And he just had this look on his face like, I fucking hate my life. This is fucking terrible. And he'd take a drink. He'd put the cap back on, walk back up to the mic, and be like, and he'd just start growling again. And every time he would go from growl to clean singing and then back, I would just, it was awesome. The second the set was over, I went over to the table, bought every CD they had, and I've been a fan ever since. I've seen them like four or five times since, and I have never missed an opening act since then Hmm. because I just, you just never know. Was the drinking in between parts medicinal i don't know it could like, have been either way that's supposedly what the singer weed eater does is he has a bottle of cough syrup on stage uh, oh, and just like t- between lines he just sips on this bottle well this of cough is just well, there was also that band uh she wants revenge is that a dude that's awful but no that's, I mean, <laughs> in the terms of like the the vocals uh-huh. like he sang like in such an abusive manner to his own vocal cords it was always like yeah chugging something like mm-hmm. between well, songs I, i'm reasonably sure it was just water Okay, but the set gets done, and like I looked at all my friends, and we all kind of went like, "Whoa, that was fucking crazy!" And I went down, and the chance the bathroom is under the stage, mm-hmm. so the people coming off stage are really walking like by the bathroom. So I go down the stairs to the bathroom, and as I'm coming back up, Minnie Hetfield, the keyboard player, <laughs> passes me, and he went, and just walked by me. He just pumped his fist and One walked by grunt. me. And Catatonia came on, and the guys from Swallow the Sun ended up like standing next to us behind the soundboard. And, like, the whole time I wanted to, like, look at the singer and be like, dude, fuck, what? You just hate life, don't you? <laughs> I didn't want to be disrespectful. Everything he's in, every band he's in, he was in a band, Barren Earth. He's not in the band anymore. He's in a band called uh, Kuala Malasco. Cool running. I can't say the name of the band. With John Candy? He's, he's absolutely film. insane. And Doug Absolutely Doug. insane. Dougie Doug or Dougie Fresh? Dougie, Dougie Doug. I Who's worked- Dougie Doug? Dougie Doug was in Cool Runnings. <laughs> Dougie Fresh uh, was the the brother of a girl that I used to work with. Ah, what fucking picture is this? Oh my God, Ashley and Justin. That's me. Where's Mike? I don't see Mike. Mike was there. Mike X. Uh, the same Ashley I punched you, in the face. No, you punch, No, that was Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. No, no, Ashley worked for me. I like I like, you, I like that you throw that in out of context. No hesitation. Who's, is that the girl I punched in the face? Who's, <laughs> okay, cool. Remember am, that time, am I cutting, am I remember that time we worked at that place? Whatever. Okay, anyway. <laughs> this out of context Dude, thing. Troll. It's very interesting. See, the problem that I have, uh, because I play music, is the magic of concerts is gone for me. Like, when I watch shows now and I see bands, all I'm thinking about is like, Oh, okay. Well, oh, yep. That guy missed that cue there. Okay, okay. Yeah, he can't hear that monitor, so he's frustrated on stage. And oh, this guy—he's not happy with his tuning and his guitar, and he wants his amp. And like, like all I'm focused on when I see bands now is you know the the non magical part of the performance, like the the technical aspect of the performance. And I think that's something that comes with when you are a musician and you play music. Like that's that that veil gets dropped, and you you know you can no longer get into it in the same way or i guess it, it's more rare that you see a band where you can get into it the same way i don't know you 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 got pretty excited seeing your buddy matt pike i did it's because fucking matt pike is awesome i was at a nine inch nails show once where in like the second song something went wrong sound wise and uh this was like after trent reznor's rehab and he was all jacked was this the one of the hammerstein yeah where you got your nipple ring ripped out um just like might have heads might have been Okay. And uh, I was there. We were there for this? Yeah, I was there. Okay. And uh he like they finally fixed the sound and he came back to the mic and he's like, I don't know what happened, but somebody's getting fucking fired after the show. <laughs> and we're all like Ooh. <laughs> 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 awkward. I believe Wait, him. That sounds like every night at a Mastodon concert. 
I've that too. I've seen uh, Brent take swings at a sound guy yep. at, at Mastodon shows. Yep. I That's think we a, talked about it. We were at the same Mastodon shows. Right? At uh, Starland Ballroom, where the sound guy quit that night because Brent accused him of like sabotaging his guitar. I mean, I didn't hear like, oh, he, what was being said on stage. I was in the back of the room, so oh, I just yeah, watched was, it happen. He was screaming because they started to play the song uh, The Czar, and he like hit the first couple notes and went like, this guitar's not in tune! Oh my God! So screaming through the guitar. It was a whole big fucking thing. Uh, I, th- I, I thought for sure. That I thought that was the last I was ever going to hear of Mastodon. I thought they were going to break up that night. Oh, dude, uh, the one that I saw, I remember uh, Brent having to be held back by people from the sound guy, and they were like shouting and pointing at each other. And then Brent like took a swing at him, and then he stormed off stage w- in the middle of the song. So the band kind of like is like <laughs> looking around, and then they finish the song. And then they kind of like look at each other, and then they just walk backstage. And this was when they had the keyboard player on tour with them, right? right. So the keyboard player is just like holding notes, uh-huh. and you could see him like looking, like he's like craning his neck trying to see like what's going on. <laughs> hey guys, you coming back? And, yeah, exactly. And he must have been playing notes for like a solid. It, it doesn't sound like a long time, but it was probably like a solid three minutes. That's and, a long time at a concert. Dude, yeah. that's a long like when you're nervous and when shit's going down, you don't know what's happening. That's a long fucking. It was just. Him like hitting, you know, big open chords yep. in the keyboard, and we're like, "So is this over or what the fuck?" I think Berto was playing that soundtrack earlier. Actually, <laughs> it might have been. Yeah, it was probably he was probably playing Goblin covers. If if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that keyboard player actually does soundtrack. It's work. like that uh, okay. the guy in the Wedding Singer who only has the one song that he knows, and he has he gets stuck up there and plays it like three times. The Boy George guy, Patricia Arquette. Yes, sure. I could be making that up. I don't know if you know if that's 100 percent true. I don't know. It's a lot of hearsay in this podcast. There, there is a lot there of hearsay. hearsay. A lot of podcast. misinformation. We make up whatever we... If, have you you don't, <laughs> if you don't know, just make it up and mix it in. Have you heard of this band? Mastodon. <laughs> Mastodon. The band for me that uh, definitely sort of got me back into music and shows and really enjoying them in a in sort of a passionate way was uh, The Flaming Lips. That's a good show. If they're playing nearby, I will not miss them because their shows are always amazing. They don't play Jelly anymore, right? Uh, I think they do, on occasion. Yeah. I would go to see just they, that. They song. usually switch it up. I mean, they're good about keeping it diverse. Yeah, I think, I think they play mostly from, like, Yoshimi forward now. I just saw a they thing. they throw in some, like, hits. They're about to do, um, I don't know if it's a tour or just a couple one-off shows, but they're about to do, I think, the entirety of Cloud Taste Metallic. Cool. Hmm. Okay, that'd be cool. Cool. It might only. I might be in like one show in Colorado or something. Like I would absolutely go to see them just to hear them play Jelly. <laughs> I I would feel okay leaving. They're honestly worth seeing just for the stage show. Oh, it's it's amazing. crazy. It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Is the the woman he's always posting pictures? Is that his wife? It's girlfriend. Girlfriend. He had a long time wife, and they they broke up or something. <laughs> Dark side news. You hear it first. It <laughs> only happened a few years ago. <laughs> We're on top of our news. <laughs> Yeah, Roberto maybe. and I saw Flaming Lips at uh, Bonnaroo. We did, yeah. Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo, Billy. That was this? Was it the second year we were there? Or the first? It was. Uh, I think it was. It was the second year. It was the second yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah, it was you, the second. You sounded year. so surely. It was the second year. Right. It all blends together, man. I know that wasn't the night I had the horrible Southern Comfort hangover. You mean the night that you did the things that caused the hangover, or the night you had the hangover and I... then went to a show anyway? We went down, we drove down. This is the second year we took an RV down there. Because okay. the first year we camped book. and it was really hot and terrible. So we were like, okay, let's get an RV. And we had to, we had a bunch of liquor that they wouldn't let us bring in in glass bottles. So it was like with the gate people, right? Like the gate attendants helped us like pour the liquor into water bottles. Yeah, so a couple kids like jumped in the RV as we were driving they were in. They were cool kids. They're like, hey, we don't want you to, th- I mean, we had. A fucking ton of booze. You just couldn't bring the the glass in, right? Um, he thought he had wild turkey, and he had Southern Comfort. Yes, very different drinks. Very different drinks. <laughs> but Southern Comfort went down smoother than wild turkey, and I was able to like keep just kind of going along, sipping it. By the time we were walking into the actual venue, I was so drunk. We just got there, and like it was, we were watching Clutch, and he's just basically I, passed out on the hill, watching. <laughs> Not even I, watching. I had gone from like awesome drunk, like we were watching some other like side stage thing and when clutch came on i just realized that i was so dehydrated and i went from like drunk to instant hangover Ugh. and it was just a terrible terrible i don't, I don't think i've touched southern comfort since yeah southern comfort's kind of gross it is so gross 
That's how I feel about Jack Daniels. I've had so many bad experiences. Like I, I smell it and I want to throw up. Yeah, that's how I feel about Girl Scout cookies. That's so many bad experiences. <laughs> Just when you eat the whole sleeve of Thin Mints in mm-hmm. one sitting, mm-hmm. fuck man, Thin Mint hangover. That's Never worse. Again. Bad news bears. I'm working on getting Girl Scout cookies at the store. You got to oh, hydrate. Yeah, yeah you're working cookie. out that deal. Yeah, Justin's making backdoor hydrated. business deals. I don't know. If Saying you're going to get Girl Scout cookies at the store is working out a deal, quote unquote. <laughs> no, he's working out a deal. To, no, I'm, 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 I know like, a guy. Trying just to stock them. I want the Girl Scouts to come and sell their cookies. Yeah, we ain't selling their shit. I'm not doing the work for like them. I, like we I said to the person I'm working with, there's no appeal for Daryl and I selling Girl Scout cookies you on some, Saturday morning. You want some cookies? So, uh, a story that I have I went to see uh, the Snowcore tour. Oh, I saw Snowcore one. First year. Was, I remember uh, the Snowcore tour. I didn't first go. year was uh, Mr. Bungle, no. Puya, Incubus, System of a Down. Maybe that was it. I think I saw it the year after that. But uh, so they, it was at the Civic Center, and there was a huge fucking blizzard that happened that day. And Fittingly. I was within walking distance, so I walked there, and it was basically like me and maybe thirty other people in the whole Civic Center. And then the bands. That's now, this awkward. is when System of a Down was still playing Sugar and yes, uh, yes. Spiders. Is that the name sure, of the Sure, sure. And uh, so it was basically Shut like up. the bands were there and they're kind of hanging out. And they still, they still played. They were like, well, fuck it. We're here. We're set up. Let's play. They're getting paid. So They're getting paid. Yeah. And uh, during one of the bands, I remember I was just standing watching and didn't see it coming. All of a sudden, this guy just punches me in the face, like full on. Punched square in the face, and I'm knocked out on the floor. Like he was moshing. I didn't even fucking see him coming. I was just like standing there staring at something, and just boom, I was out on the floor in blood and like this whole fucking thing. And I was like, wow, that's probably a line I should like keep in mind for the future. Like, I should not be so fucked up that I can't even see a punch coming directly to my face coming in any way. You stand there like, this is what Steven Seagal feels like, (laughs) but he does something cooler. I think about four years ago, Roberto and I went to uh, see the Glenn Danzig self-gratification tour mm-hmm. of Misfits, Sawin, and uh, Danzig. Didn't you just have this conversation? Yeah, just, that kid the other day. Is that the one where, did he have Doyle with him on that tour? Yeah, he yeah, did, yeah. and they got very angry. Doyle about Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, that was the year they played the Metal Fest, they headlined the Metal Fest. It was, it was actually a really good show. Yeah. It, was Hall- it was Halloween weekend. We had a hell of a time cool. getting there, like, it was a snowstorm. And we fucking left Poughkeepsie, and it started snowing. And then halfway to the city, let's say, like maybe just below Croton Harmon. We were on the train. We were on the train. And the train, like trees fell along the train, so the train had to stop. And so we're just sitting on this train for like 45 minutes. And they finally say that they're bringing another train, and we're going to have to cross from we, we our train to, like, cross to the other train. <laughs> and they put out this weird little ramp, and suddenly you're outside for a second, walking into another train. Whoa. We finally make it to the city, and what you remind me of was... We make it to the show, we're there, and all of a sudden we're just standing next to this guy who's just continuously <laughs> doing coke off his key. He just keeps sprinkling us. Oh, yeah, he was going crazy. He was just loving life right And I'm there. like, this is awkward. That's a lot of coke. It was a lot it of coke. It was a lot of coke, and he wasn't a young man. And he wasn't al- He was alone. Like, he's just, uh, just bumping on his own. Rock and roll, man. Another Tuesday. Yep. That's his mindset, not mine. <laughs> Just for the record, so we're clear. I don't think I've ever actually gotten my ass kicked in a mosh pit. I don't know, and not due to like any kind of prowess of my own, but I've gotten lucky, maybe? I think twice. Twice uh, that uh, snowcore tour, another time at the Chance, I want to say it was during Unearth, where some guy just looked me in the face from across the pit at the Chance and then ran directly up to me, and he just kicked me square in the chest. <laughs> Poked me in the eye. <laughs> Ran up Thumb to the eye. eye. <laughs> I fart in your general direction. But he's fucking, he just kicked me square in the chest, and I went down, like, couldn't breathe, and I remember getting up and looking at him just going like, what the fuck, dude? What the hell, man? And I'm I was like, vegan. <laughs> really? See, I don't, and the, those are the two times I feel like I've really gotten, like, rocked in a pit. I don't partake in the mosh pit because I want to watch the show and I don't want to worry if my, you know, neck's going to get broken or Generally, whatever. Generally, I don't partake, but I always end up usually, or I used to. I, I, mean, I haven't been, like, pushing to the front in a while, but I used to, you know, try and be in the... The crevice? Things, the crevasse? In the crevasse. 
So I always, you know, I feel like we're always on the outskirts of the pit. Actually, I think the one time I actually got hurt in a mosh pit <laughs> was during a show for the band Live. <laughs> <laughs> it, they were playing at some college, Lightning crashes. People were moshing Darryl to lightning crashes. That's so weird. I, we were like at the front of the pit. And I was watching the show, and people were moshing, and some kid just came flying and like landed on my head, and I was like, "Oh god." <laughs> It was awful. Did you yep. make the sound that dolphins make when they cry? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was just going to say, how, uh, there's so many shows where they end up being mosh pits that seem completely inappropriate for yes, it to be. It's true. Yes. true. Like, inevitably, every time there's a clutch show, there's a mosh pit. Yep. Why? I remember the time we saw him at the Chance, and there was that giant douchebag in the, the orange jersey yeah. who was just, like, he was a massive fat It must be fuck. Syracuse. I think it was Syracuse, yeah. and he was just like... It was literally like a video game. Like he was just a fat guy, and he would like waddle, running back and back forth, and, forth yeah. and you had to like dodge the fat guy. Remember, Kodish ended up taking him on. It, I can't remember how it ended, but I do remember him taking him on. Yeah, they, I think it was like almost a stalemate. They were pushing against each other, but not going anywhere. It seems like every and show. I remember, uh, Emily kept hiding behind me. Mm-hmm. She like she was like dodging behind me. Every show has that one guy. There's always, at least always the that one, one guy. Meathead. When I saw Catatonia, people are like, there's the one guy who's like moshing. He doesn't know any of the words. He's just moshing and slamming into people. And inevitably, they always get something in return. For the record, I feel like those people come to shows not because they give a shit about music, not because they care about bands. It's because they think in their mind that like when you go to a show like that, it's okay to fight people. Yeah. And like there are those people who go... Not understanding the scene or the bands or the music, they just go physically to fight people. But a lot of times, those people get what's coming to them. Like I don't yeah, know I've if you're, seen if you're some fat Syracuse get, fan, like that shit kicked out of them. They're, they're angry for that reason. Fan. When I saw Opeth on the Heritage tour, they don't play any of the death metal songs anymore. They just do all the acoustic stuff. And some huge guy, he had to be like you know six six and three hundred pounds, just kept screaming like, "Play Demon of the Fall." And they're not going to do it. So these two little Spanish guys like kind of went like, dude, shut up. And he was like, what are you going to do? And the one guy jumped on his back and had him like in a sleeper hole. <laughs> and the other guy like jumped and punched him in the face and broke the guy's nose. The guy's nose is sideways. Blood's coming out. And we're like, security. Wanna, <laughs> he's going to eat them both. <laughs> While you were telling the story, I was just picturing that scene in Jurassic Park where the raptors jump on the T-Rex's back <laughs> at the end of the movie. That, that's pretty much what it was, except they were Hispanic. <laughs> Are We're being rappers? hunted. Yeah, and in fact, you remind me talking earlier about that Mastodon Deathlock show. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I went to that show with uh, three of my friends who I was working with, and they had like you don't never, have three friends. They, they had never been to a metal show, oh. and so I was like, I was like, look, you guys, like, just, you know, you guys, you, like, you stay clear of the pit, you know, like, don't you worry. I've been to plenty of shows. I was, I was that, I was that guy, and. In de- uh, I guess they went to see Death Clock. And Did they, went, they die that night? They <laughs> went right up to the barricade, right in the front. And I was like right behind them. And this is the show that I was, this was like the last one like I really rocked at. And it was the thing. I was, you know, like s- second person back. And some guy from out of nowhere just fucking like as soon as I hit the first note of the first song, dude just punches me in the back of the head. <laughs> like full on punches me. Just full on donkey punches. And I just fucking <laughs> fall on the floor. And I have to be carried out by people, and I'm taken in the back, and I'm, like, sipping water, like, with an ice pack on my head, and I'm like, what the well, fuck? They opened every show with the, the theme song from the show, and it has that, like, really great, like, drum gallop and guitar riff, and, of course, that's, like, the signal, like, come here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get over here. How about uh, incessant crowd surfers? Like every show. Like, the ones show. that just can't stop they just keep going up keep going up they get yep. sent back keep, keep going trying. up i uh, i admittedly i think it was at a coheed show this kid just would not stop and somehow he'd always come right over my head and <laughs> at you? one point i just reached up and punched him right in the ball <laughs> <laughs> at one point i, I reached that. up and i pulled out his kidney <laughs> <laughs> sorry fella <laughs> sorry guy not riding this ride again i've never i've never crowd surfed i did once and i was too big for it so <laughs> oh. I've always been I mean, tempted, and I just, I just can't do it. Also at a Weezer show, actually. Hmm. Speaking of inappropriate crowd surfing. No, I just feel like <laughs> crowd surfing is appropriate at a Weezer show. It's not, it wasn't it's Okay, so, so where is crowd surfing not appropriate? At like a Nick Cave show. <laughs> it's true. Church. 
<laughs> I don't know if you're feeling the spirit, man. Yeah, Church is the perfect enough, place to crowd serve. You might want to start with a trust fall. <laughs> yeah, that start light. Stiff start as a board, light. light as a feather. You That's know, right. people just passing you along. <laughs> Anyway, I feel like a lot of shit happens at Coheed shows. Is it just because we've seen them so often? It's just because we went so many times. Just the law of averages. Was it the redhead incident where you had your neck stepped on? Yeah, we might as well get into this one. It was, um, (laughs) I think it was at the taping of the Live at the Hammerstein show. We're there and like, there's always, again, a show where it's not really appropriate to have mosh pits, but there's always a mosh pit at a Coheed show. And so whatever song it was is happening. And I was like right on the edge of the pit. And something happened, and like the guy, we, got, we had been separated. Yeah, we I got believe. separated, and a crowd yeah. server came down, and he like landed on my shoulders, and I like went right down into the open space behind me, and so suddenly I'm being stepped on by a lot of people, and I'm trying to get up, and then suddenly they go into like their light acoustic ballad, like I love you and whatnot, and Roberto, <laughs> wait, I mean, wait, wait, I wait, could, wait, can you write a song? Tonight, or before the next podcast called, I Love You and Whatnot. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so, okay, so. That's so, a card he's going to be I finally get up, and I, like, see Roberto. He's so, to my right. Like, would you say like, that you got knocked ahead. down, but you got up again? <laughs> <laughs> Never going to get me down. <laughs> and I look over. And like you know, it's like the height of the song, and Roberto is suddenly making out with his redhead. It's just this so, like sloppy tongue happening. He wasn't making out with her when you went down. He was just sitting next to her, but by the, and then time, all of a sudden, but by the time you got back, she's up. like, "I love this song," and then she puts her tongue down his throat. So basically, he was just waiting for you to get knocked the fuck out, so he, so he could I, shove. No, it. we had been so we were like five people apart. He was behind me. I didn't know. He it was, was a very pu- pushy show. So what happened to Bros before sh- before Hoes, man? Well, that I didn't broke know up his father's relationships. <laughs> That's a story for another day. That's another podcast. From my perspective, I had a lot of time. <laughs> What's that movie where it's the same movie but from like four different people's perspectives? Four uh, Rooms, was that one? With Quentin Tarantino? Tarantino film? And and was, uh, no, but that movie. wasn't four different perspectives. And, that was four different stories. Right, well, Madonna was in uh, there. Go was the movie I was thinking of where it's like uh, four yeah. stories converging. Mm-hmm. So Justin is getting landed on by a crowd surfer down on the ground. He gets back up again. Birdo, on the other hand... I found romance. Would you call it romance? Uh, I wouldn't call it romance. <laughs> Did you ever see her again after that nope. show? I don't even know her name. <laughs> oh, I don't even know your name. I think they exchanged names after the song. I think we did. After the yeah. tongues had... Yeah. The way it happened was, because it was a very pushy show, and she had been in front of me, and I was like pushing crowd surfers and then whatever the, the slow ballad song came up, and she was just I like, you, you need to kiss me right now. That's like, what the fuck? Okay. No, she said it? Fine. I don't think I remember that yeah, part. No, she said it. She's like, you should kiss me right now. I'm like, yeah, okay. no, it's a fine idea. <laughs> and then she said, my name's Herpes. <laughs> That's fine. They call me the clap. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow, that is a story. That's that, a good one. That is a good one. It wasn't good, until after the show that I found him and he was his shirt was all like <laughs> Yeah, like my out. neck was all stretched <laughs> out. Like, Dude, you look awful. Up. What happened to you? Dude, you look awful. Berto, do you have a boner? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I don't know if I have any stories like that. At least nothing that comes to mind. I don't have any good stories like that. I have all like stories about the show itself, like the music and how it's affected me. Like yeah. I said, there's always an incident when we go to shows. Well, we can move to the next one where um we went to Foxborough, Massachusetts to see... Uh, Chronologically, this was earlier. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. We went to Foxborough, Mass to see uh, Metallica. It was the uh, Welcome Home Tour, <laughs> wait, the, the Sanitarium wait. Tour. It was, uh, it was Deftones, mm-hmm. Linkin Park, yep. Limp Bizkit, mm-hmm. Limp Bizkit, and Metallica. Was there? A, I think there's someone else clock? in there. Let's check the book. What it's the kind of clock? amazing to think that show exists. Seriously. Uh, no, well, the Deftones part, were the opener. What year yeah, was Deftones this? Deftones were the opener. This was... Sunday, July 6, 2003. Well, up until, what, Saturday Night Risk? The Deftones hadn't really had any... White Pony was already out at Oh, this right, point. White, White Pony. Pony was out, yeah. Yeah, but Linkin Park was... Linkin Park was on their second album, Meteora, I think, Meteora, right, yeah. yeah. Hybrid yeah. Theory was the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, so we, so we go to the show, and um, the day before, I had been working... Up at my family's You're like cabin. roofing or something. I was roofing and I didn't have a shirt on. Roofing got... or roofing? <laughs> roofing. Okay. Or. 
and I had gotten really sunburnt. We get there and like we got off the exit and there's a big line of traffic and we hold on. We should preface this with that we were running early, making great time getting to Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Is that a so phrase? We, running early? Yeah, no, we were running early and we're like. We can stop. So now. We can stop for lunch at Applebee's. Oh, we did have Applebee's. We had uh, Applebee's, and then you got explosive diarrhea. And <laughs> nope, nope. And we we spent and some of our our spending money at Applebee's. Our folding money. Oh. Our folding money. Um, <laughs> that was walking around, Bill. And then cut to arriving at the stadium. Yeah, so we get off the highway, and there had been a big line of traffic trying to get to the stadium, and. We see a sign that says parking $40. Little Indian kid on his front lawn. And we're like, fuck that. We'll just go park at the stadium. So we keep creeping through traffic and creeping through traffic. And we uh, we finally get there. And it's like there's nowhere to park. And all the parking is $60. And we're like, fuck. And we can't, we can't, we're like uncommitted to turn around and try and get back to the Indian boy. So we pay the $60 to park. And we have to walk like a mile to the stadium. Yep. And so. First thing we get inside, we're like, okay, let's just hit the merch booth real quick. Okay. So we go, and um, I wasn't going to get anything. I didn't really like any of the t-shirts or anything. And and I bought, I bought like, the tour, like the $35 extravagant tour shirt. Well, you, you, got, two sh- you got two shirts. No, no. no I had you, one. Well, either way, you were you were like a little short for the shirt. Right, yeah. So I, I think I gave you like the last $10 I had or something like that. And... That turned out to be a fateful mistake because it was a hot day. The show started at 3 p.m. We were, our seats we were, were on the top. We were fucking nosebleed of Gillette Stadium. To give a perspective, when Metallica started and the pyrotechnics started, the like flames shot out across the middle of the stadium. We were eye level with where the flames <laughs> were, and Roberto jumped. Very <laughs> close. But all day we we're like watching the show, and we had no money left at this point. So we're like we're going around and we got the little condiment cups from outside the fast food places and we're filling it in the water fountain or just drinking out of like little ketchup cups. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And so I had a good time. Shows over. We're driving home, and we realize probably about halfway back to Schenectady that the car is low on gas and we don't have any money. So we stopped. We were, we were like 16. So and that was the there first no time I sucked a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't be the last. So we stop at this rest stop, and there is clearly a lot of Metallica fans there because, like, everybody's going, Metallica! You know, that right. kind of thing. And all day, I had been getting shit because I was wearing a Neil Young t shirt. And people were just going. They're borderline death threats. Yeah, they're like, "You wearing a Neil Young t-shirt in a Metallica show? Neil Young fucking sucks." <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. So now we're at this rest stop, and we're like panhandling outside for money. We, just, had, we found McDonald's cups, yeah, like Happy Meal cups. We scoured the car to come up with like a dollar worth of change, and now we're sitting outside. And we're just panhandling. Hey, Metallica fans, we don't have enough money to get home. We're sitting here, and so. We got some money, and somebody gave us like five bucks at some point, and it's going pretty well. But a lot of people keep criticizing my shirt. Okay, to, before that happened, the, the guy we got five bucks from was like a diehard Metallica fan, and I had been wearing – I had like an older Metallica reload shirt mm. on. And he's like, oh, Metallica fan, blah, 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 like take this five. I can give you my ten, but I got to get like cigarettes or something. Yeah. Very totally friendly happened. guy. I talked to him for a few minutes. And, and then he sees Justin and takes his five back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was a combination of like the Neil Young shirt and that incident. I think you went to the car and you're like, I'm going to go throw on your tour shirt that yeah. you just got. So I decided if if the Metallica shirt is what's getting us money, I'm going to change out of my Neil Young t-shirt, which is still being criticized, and put on this Metallica t-shirt that you bought. I just want to say, how much of a dick do you have to be that when someone's panhandling because they don't have enough money to get home, that you insult them? <laughs> fuck you and your t-shirt. Well, it happened. Not only am I not giving you money, but fuck you. So I think I have this great plan, right? and now I'm going to switch, and we're going to get more money because we're both wearing Metallica Sounds t-shirts. like a great plan. So then now they know you're pandering. I go back over to the Like, thing. I'm reaching into my pocket to give you money right now. <laughs> and I sit down, and, we, like, the next, like, wave of people comes out. And like, hey, people give some money, blah, blah, blah. And this woman, she looks at me, and she goes, are you fucking kidding me? You're wearing a $35 concert t-shirt you bought at the fucking show and you're asking me for money? And then like, I, we slunk away after our like, tail between our legs after that. We, we got seven bucks. We got like $7 worth of gas and we made it home. 
also not the first time I got shit about my Neil Young t-shirt at a concert. <laughs> I haven't seen you wear a Neil Young t-shirt. Uh, it's kind of retired. I still have it, but he's he's too scarred. Yeah, seriously, from that experience. He's gonna wear shit. He's gonna wear it to the store once, and we're gonna be like, uh, it's Justin. a little too holy at this point to really wear. Mm. Uh, you need Father Rob to bless it again. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite. Well, this other time, fucking um, Roberta, I think it was your aunt or something, decided that she was going to give you Leonard Skinner tickets. Yeah. Well, like, even yeah, I yeah. have no real interest in Leonard Skinner. Yeah. But so he gets these tickets and he's like, hey, you want to go see Leonard Skinner? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll go to Leonard Skinner. And me, being the clever person that I think I was, you know, there's the beef between Leonard Skinner and Neil Young. Sweet Home Alabama, that whole thing. So I decided, hey, I'm going to wear my Neil Young t-shirt to the Leonard Skinner show. <laughs> that didn't go well either. It was either. a poor choice. <laughs> and then some drunk lady. I remember there was a drunk lady in front of you. I think I thought she was behind us and no, she spilled she, beer all over me. I think she was in front of you. She was spinning around and like <laughs> dancing threw it her up face. At me? Yeah. She was like 50 years old. It was terrible. That was an attic got stabbed. <laughs> and laid. And laid simultaneously. Wow. I feel like there's nothing I can say that's, that's even going to come close at this point. So really, this podcast went from concerts that changed our lives to shitty concert <laughs> stories that we all have. I know, I've got another decent one. The same era when like I kept start, first started really going to concerts, I was saving all my like work money and buying tickets to shows. Most of these shows happening like the Pepsi Arena in Albany. And uh, I got tickets to see Ozzy Osbourne and Rob Zombie. And I didn't really have anybody to go with because I didn't have a friend at the time. This was like uh, probably pre Roberta and I's friendship, I think. Probably. Pre pie. Yeah, pre pie. Right? Yeah, pre This was pre pie. <laughs> and um, so I didn't have anybody to go with. And I had asked my uncle if he wanted to go. And he said, no, you should take my son, who is probably like five years younger than me. And I'm, I think I'm 15 at this Matt? point. Yeah, Matt. Okay. He, he might yeah. have been 11 or 12. And we go to the show. And uh, it ended up being like the greatest night of his life, I think, because there was a long delay before the show in between sets. And like Rob Zombie was great and Ozzy was good. and uh, But there were so many tits happening. Like the roadies were just encouraging boobs. Was it like a tit cam thing on the screen? Sort of. Like there was a roadie like up in the rafters with a giant spotlight and he would just kind of go around and put a spotlight on a girl. And, like, so if one girl, like, showed her boobs, mm-hmm. and then, like, it kept happening. It was, like, this mass hysteria where every time the spotlight went on a girl, she'd show her boobs, and the whole crowd would cheer. And, like, my cousin, he's, like, 12 years old. He's just, like, eyes are just, like... <laughs> so when you got to the I show, a moment was, alone. oh, Justin, this is going to be great. When you left, like, man, <laughs> Justin, that was the best show ever. <laughs> he doesn't even I don't know, know how what... to do that yet. That, <laughs> that hasn't even crossed his mind. He's he, just, like, oh, my God, the forbidden fruit. There's so much tension. <laughs> he grew a beard that night. He I don't understand her Full happening. pubic hair. Everything happened that night. My downstairs is tingling. <laughs> All right, so maybe uh, in the future we'll do a podcast that is concerts that have changed our lives. <laughs> this week was not that week. I, I don't know. That redhead changed my life. I'm just... Fair enough. How did it change your life exactly? Well, he had to get swabbed for chlamydia. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that, I think it's pretty and painful. That was the first time Roberto contracted an STD. <laughs> but it wasn't the last. Good night, everybody. <laughs> See you at home, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next podcast, maybe we'll actually Wait, talk about that. Now, one thing. Do you... I hate running into people I know at shows, like, spontaneously, especially people, like, you don't want to see at a show. Uh, it's I inevitable, actually, man. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. I actually have goes. a great story about running into someone I didn't want to see at a show, and I took them out and just put them on the floor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it the wow. Pantana show of No, it wasn't Pantana. It was, I didn't uh, get knocked out was it Coheed? It might have been Coheed. It might have been Coheed. It was, like, my freshman break or something. We went from college. We went to see Coheed. It was, like, winter break. And there was this annoying kid who had just pissed me off all through high school. He was just like one of those overly friendly guys, liked hugs and terrible. And I just hear, Birdo! From like across the bar. And this kid comes barreling comes through the room. Running no. like arms spread. And I just, I, I saw him coming. I was like, oh, fuck no. And I just, I think I just like swept the leg and just put him no, on the floor. No, no, no. I remember, I can still see it happening. <laughs> we're in the right hand, The if you were on the, looking at the stage, we're the right hand side of Northern Lights by the window, mm-hmm. where there's a bar now. Okay. And so we're standing there and we're kind of, we're with a couple of people and we're talking and he comes running up out of nowhere and he's like, he's got his eyes open. 
It was like a fucking movie because I don't know what Birdo did, but it, like his hand turned like this and it like rubbed up his chest. A palm strike. And, yeah, and he just went flying backwards <laughs> like a movie. He's, like planted his back hard on the concrete floor, just. And that's what Steven Seagal does. Take notes. Was, that's yeah. that's yep. what you do when someone assaults you at a concert. It baby. was hilarious. I have now learned don't just, hug Birdo. <laughs> he just like slunk off. No running hug. No, I, no running hug. I'm no sure, running hug. I'm sure all of his girlfriends learned that the hard way. <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> Remember that time you decided to have a formal birthday party at the college? I don't no, know why I thought you were going to say party. Party. graduation party. Well, a graduation party? Yeah. See, Roberto decides to have a formal graduation party, and it's like in this like little open room at Union College. Yeah. And um, I don't know what happened. There was a, there was a good amount of people there. And somehow a bunch of us boys decided that we needed to have a mosh pit. And so there was like eight idiots in this open room. And all, it was like, it was classic, like, 80s movie. Like, all these girls were lining the two sides of the dance floor. Like, you know, this room is like 20 by 30, and there's eight of us trying to have a mosh pit. And we're all bouncing off each other and whatnot. And this kid is right behind me, and I was like, going like can this. We, can we call him Mike X? This is Mike X. <laughs> And somehow, his nose hit my forehead, and there was blood everywhere. All of a sudden, that really killed the mood of the party. <laughs> his, yeah. his nose hit your forehead? Yeah, I was like... Yeah, you must have, like, headbutted him or something. Something, I don't remember. Well, it sounds like he nose-headed him, more appropriately. Nose-butted? Mm-hmm. Nose-butted. Mm-hmm. Nose-butted. Classic I, attack. The thing I've noticed is that the shows I no, go to... Okay, forget it. It was too classy. <laughs> the, the shows I go to, it's like the same... You see the same 20 or 30 people at every show because you, when you're into this... It's the you, scene. It's the scene, right. There was this girl that worked for me years ago, and she kind of... She's a little weird. Go on. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I went to a show. I was at BB King's, and I'm like leaving. The show's over, and all of a sudden, a hand comes down on my shoulder from behind, and she's like, Daryl! Spins me around, hugs me, and I'm like, oh, I don't remember your name. <laughs> And it became a theme where every show I went to, I had to do, like, covert ops because I would see her. Like, she's right over there. Okay, man, listen, I'm going to duck down over here. I'm going to duck behind the soundboard. I'm a commando crawling to the front. And every time on my way out to the street, I'd get out to the street, about to order a dirty water dog. On the shoulder. The talons digging in. That was her version of the running hug. Yes, that's right. Except I didn't have the presence of mind to... <laughs> Daryl, you and I will have a talk later. I'll give you, give you some, some pointers. Don't touch me! I'll throw this out as a wrap-up. Nowadays, if you happen to run into one of us at a show... Don't uh, touch me. <laughs> well, then, don't touch Daryl. Or possibly not Berto. <laughs> don't touch unless you're a redhead. Oh, yeah, unless you're a redhead. And, um, Greet him with your tongue. But yeah, we usually keep uh, coupons on us for a discount at the store. If you track down... If you see one of us at the at a show... fucking Where's Waldo? <laughs> you find, find Justin at a show, he'll give you a fucking coupon. Yeah, it's kind you of... You actually it. have coupons? You're yeah. not making this shit up? I'm now, to be clear, we'll never tell you what shows we're going to, so you just kind of wander yeah, around all night. You have the us. foresight to say hello. Can I get some of these coupons? Yeah, no, you fuck you, Daryl. <laughs> I'm not going to use the coupons. <laughs> I'd like to cash all these I'll be taking home this album for free today. <laughs> so, I think the uh, our ten percent discount code for this one should be if you can name the T-shirt that Justin gets shit for. I think it should be hashtag Mike X. I thought it was going to say I, was gonna be, I can't remember why, but I thought at the beginning I made on a mental note to say there should be fun dip. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Something that happened. <laughs> really wanted fun dip. All right. Well, we got to settle on one. We need to put out the conditions of this because there, there's a little bit of confusion that the you can only use the the code once. True. Once, mm-hmm. and it's invalid once the next podcast is posted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The expiration is when the next podcast goes up. So you can't like use code name Comanche anymore. If you're if you're trying to use that, you're just behind and you don't love us enough to listen. They're as dead as Comanche. Technically, <laughs> I would. <laughs> Give them a little bit of credit. That shows that they're listening, which is more That than... shows they listened to podcasts two months ago. Hey. It's true. Wasn't that the code on the first podcast? Second, I Second. think. Second. And we're in the six. The first one was Floppity-Doo. Oh, right. Floppity-Doo, which no one cashed in. No. Well, anyway, so this time it is... It's Pantana. Pantana? That's it. You come up and you say Pantana, 10% off. All right. Okay. okay. Pantana. Pantana.
Okay, cool. It can't be Pantera. It has to be Pantera. It can't be Pantera. Totally it can't different. be Panera. Totally. It has to be Pantana. Mm-hmm. But 20% if your name is Mike X. <laughs> <laughs> if your name is Mike X and you listen to this. But just to qualify, you need ID. <laughs> I swear my name is Mike X. This the- says Smith, sir. Get out. <laughs> so I guess that's it for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, I'm JB. I'm Berto. I'm Justin. I uh, think about it. I'm Daryl, and I gotta go. You know what time it is? Beer thirty. You don't drink. <laughs> I don't. It's actually it's eleven thirty-eight. That's what it's eleven thirty-eight, Daryl. I think you're clocking. <laughs> so it's, oh, it's beer thirty-eight. Is that what you're getting? It's beer thirty-eight. So thank you again for listening. As always, um, we'll be putting up uh, another podcast in a couple of weeks. Do we have a topic for the next one? Uh, well, we're getting close enough. I think we might start talking about record store. We day could a start bit. talking about record store. Cool. Day. Yeah. Cool. Well, All it right. depends on when the next one's going to go up. It's going to be March. Don't already. be a we're negative Nancy, Daryl. We'll talk about Record Store Day. Start talking. About <laughs> we shall talk day. about Record Store Day, and you will like it. <laughs> <laughs> you will talk about what I tell you to talk about. So, uh, all right. So, until then, thanks for listening. See you later. We, I guess we need to sign off. That's the other thing we learned in this episode. <laughs> this would be the perfect time. To, <laughs> this would be the perfect time to crunch some chips. <laughs> no, that's our opener. That could be our closer this time too. <laughs> okay. We've come full circle. Hold on. God damn it. Let me get some yeah, chips no, first. Get some chips. Hold on. Did I just pass it? Oh, yeah. Salt and vinegar. That's, that's where it's at. There we go. Oh, shit. That's Everyone loaded up. Okay. Way too many chips. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Dark Side Records Gallery, thanks for listening. And... So Brought to you by Pringles. Sponsor us. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>